Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So I feel like this is going to be a pretty fun one to make, but also a bit tough on me as well, just with some of the decisions or just some of the bad luck or, or whatever's worked with, with the squad over the, over the course of the season. We're going to go back through round, round one, check out our scores, you know, the, the players that I decided to pick in round one, a little bit of a review on all that, and then obviously the trades week to week. And we can follow how, how my ranking went and how my scores went across here. So just quickly, guys, a little update on Cleary. Just after I did my last video, Lara Pitt came out and said that he's foregoing surgery, uh, at least now. I'm going to do it after the season, it sounds like, and he's going to be out for four to six weeks. So for me, that's a trade out. It's just too much cash sitting on the, on the bench. I think you'll fall behind over the next four to six weeks. Yes, you might make it up at the end. If you're sitting with like five trades left, then you probably shouldn't trade him out. But anyone sitting over 10 trades, I think you should probably do it. So that's my that's the update on the Cleary situation and what you should probably do there. But yeah, here we are for round one. And rank 12,000 in the first, rank, uh, first round wasn't ideal. Starting with Damian Cook was a bit of a contentious one in the end. He has turned out to be, you know, has lost over 100, about 130k, I think. And, yeah, starting with a 37, just the way he was going to play this year kind of worked out how he thought in the end. He did have, he did come in, come back in round two and absolutely have a killer game and got 90, I think, with a couple of tries. But, you know, the way he's played this year is just getting good service out to the majority of the, their outside guys, which makes sense when you got Reynolds, Walker, Gay guy, Latrell, all these kind of guys. So, you know, good service out there is helpful and, and he hasn't scored as well. So it ended up being a decent decision to trade him out, which we'll talk about shortly. But I suppose in the preseason, we weren't to know what he was going to be like, the new rule changes, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think it was fine to start with him, but it obviously didn't turn out as good in this first round as some of the other hooking options. But uh, there you go. So started with Welch and he, he did a, you know, overall did a good job for me. And just traded him out recently, just before his uh, his buy round in the first one. So happy with that for for Welchie. Can't really complain with what he what he gave. He was about he was scoring at least about ten points over his his uh, price average of forty. So he's averaging close to fifty there for the majority of the start of the season. So happy with that. 
Well, Watson there did really well. Obviously, made a few hundred thousand. Lodge, look where he's priced at now, five ninety two. We were picking him up at uh, just over, just under three hundred, just over four hundred actually. So, someone who was going to be going to be a good option if he got the the minutes on the field and just happened to get injured in the first one. So there's not much we can do with that, unfortunately. In terms of Jordan Ricky, everyone sort of picked him up. He had a bunch of really good games before trading him out when he got injured, I believe. So, yeah, he he did all right. The squad obviously not a great first round, but did well after that, which was good. Crichton, yeah, ended up being a, a a starter and just hold for the rest of the year, which is great. That's the other thing. Who of these guys have I got left in my squad? Crichton's the only one so far. Uh, Lockie Lamb, in hindsight, I wish I went to Townsend. He's someone I actually spoke about a fair bit in the preseason and and especially this year. The the guy, if you're the dominant playmaker, you absolutely smash this year. You can see with um, you know, even Hughes stepped up massively. DC scoring well. Um, yeah, what Townsend was like at the start. You see what Avrilo's doing right now. There's so many guys that if you're the dominant kicker, playmaker in the team, you absolutely smashed it. And I should have known that Kiri would have stepped up a lot more into that seven role and and left Lamb out because he hasn't done that well. So Townsend was a miss at the same price point, unfortunately. Uh, Cleary, obviously set and forget. We might be trading him out for the first time. Here he is. Um, but yeah, set and forget, Captain. That was a great decision and stopped me from falling too far behind. Tommy Obercheck, still in my team currently, so there's three. Um, happy with his output, he's had a few lean weeks recently, but I couldn't really ask for too much more from the centres, but a lot of people playing centre roulette, I didn't have to do that too much, apart from trading out Avrilo, who I unfortunately yeah, moved on after three rounds, I think he was averaging 20 after the two to three rounds, and, and decided to move him on, and then now he's, he's now his price is 7.14, so that didn't work out too well, but at the time, he'd got sort of was carrying a bit of an injury and was like, oh, this is not scoring well, not making money. But I suppose in hindsight, you could be like, okay, well, why don't you just leave him on the emergencies and see what happens? And if he comes back and, and does well, sweet. But I suppose we weren't to know at that point. Starting with Roger, worked out pretty well for the majority. He was priced at 47. He was averaging about 54 for the, for the most part until Reese Walsh came in and that's when it kind of didn't work out as well. So in hindsight, someone that I was like, okay, I can lock him in. He's not going to play Origins. So he'll only miss one game over that period. He'll be sweet. I think he's a little bit underpriced at 47. He didn't score any tries last year. So he came out and did better than that, which was fine. But yeah, just hasn't worked out recently. Dane Laurie, we all had to start with him. That was that. Pat was a great starting point. Obviously, uh, had a, has had a few issues with head knocks and, and the like. But he was great when he was on the park, averaging over 60. So that's that there. We moved to the interchange. Little was a great option to start. Scored really well for us in the in the first part of the, the year before getting dropped, unfortunately. And then he's kind of come back and did and done well also. But yeah, he, he was a serviceable starter in our squads. Brayley was amazing. We needed to start with him. He's obviously fallen off the cliff a little bit lately, but he was great. Tino playing much better than he was at the start of the season now and scoring much better. And yes, we could have held on a bit longer, but yeah, I suppose with Tino, the, the question was going to be, how much of his role was going to change? Was what he did at the Storm much different to what he did? Uh, like the opportunity, will that be different at the Titans or would be, you know, that'd be similar? And turns out it wasn't. He was obviously put in many more try-scoring positions than he would be at the Titans just because the teams are not as uh, yeah, so different in, in their quality. So that one, we probably could have picked someone different, I think. Um, but the Lodge one, I think, was a was a good decision. So that were the two that I was kind of tossing up, Welch, Tino, and, Lo- uh, and Lodge. And I suppose that's the thing with when you're picking up these middies, you know, the guys that are at 400 to 600 kind of K, 
mark is just some some will hit, some will miss. So that's that's that one there. Turpin did really well until again they brought who was it? Danny Levi. Danny Levi into the team. And he didn't score as well, so that was a bit of a pain. Lucky Croker, I traded out after about four to five weeks. I think I got close to 100k out of him, but he ended up making another 200k. So that's another one where it's just like, unless he's getting dropped, you know, then then holding him steady. Like it was pretty obvious that that he was going to improve over the year, but it was kind of just taking too long, and we decided to move him on. So he actually he's got to 580k, which is pretty cool. Tessie New did a did a job, played a role when when Avrilo was out. Tessie New came in, um, did what he needed to do in the centres. Starting with someone like Bird might have been a different, a better option, but he also had a slow start, so whatever there. Alvaro and Stefano kind of played roles for me over the season. Some up, some down. When I need them to play, they wouldn't score as well. Whatever. Um, but that's that. So first round, not so good. Second round, a little bit of an improvement, I believe. Yeah, so dropped 5,000 ranks. Did move on from Damien Cook. And you'll see here I, I picked up for feeder. So that was obviously a really good... Option as I got, I think 73 here, picked up 100 the next week, which we'll, we'll go through. But yeah, picking up him there was good. And obviously picked up Spencer Laney, which didn't end up being a great option. Didn't end up working out as a great option. It, could, it was probably, I think it was one other cash cow I could have brought in at that time instead of Spencer. But I feel like that was a bit of a wasted trade as he never hit the heights that we wanted to. So again, probably one wasted trade there to start. <coughs> Trading Cook to Fafita. Was a little bit sideways, but Fafita needed to come into the squad. I think I probably should have just started with him over Cook, but whatever. We, we made that change quickly, which was good. So yeah, made, gained 5,000 ranks over that second week, which was awesome. Uh, moving on to round three. So we're building again. So I think I made rank, improved rank almost every week for the first eight to nine rounds, which I suppose is not hard when you're ranked 12,000. But yeah, dropped another 2,000, scored a 934. So a couple of good scores. I decided to... Captain Crichton over Fafita, which wasn't ideal. Um, brought in Schuster after he had his little his decent game in round two, which was good, and Fogarty. So both both end up being good trade-ins, 63 and 61, and I can't remember who I got rid of at this point. Who was in the halves? That's how other part. Does anyone know how to actually see who you actually traded? Ah, so I traded Lockie Lamb. Yeah, Lockie Lamb and probably Avrilo, was it? Anyway, we'll work it out. But yeah, they were the two, they were the two trade-ins for the week with Cleary being out in that game. So can't complain with those ones. Had a nice one for Roger. Uh, it was good. So that's round three. Round four, we move into 4,559, which is good. Um, Fogs with his seven. That was delightful. Brought in Joey Manu this week. So this is the week we got rid of Avrilo and brought in Joey Manu and Sam Walker, which was cool. So, yeah, Walker obviously did, did a great job for us and, and the majority of teams. So we can't really complain with that trade. Yes, Avrilo trading out at that cheaper price point was probably, in hind- obviously in hindsight, not the best decision. But at the time, no one really was to know if he was going to get back into the team. No one was to know that Kyle Flanagan was going to get dropped and he was going to end up being the, you know, the kicker for the squad, um, getting 500 kick minutes a game and, and just doing everything for the team. So, yeah, Manu traded in and he's kind of been pretty serviceable the whole time. Walker did his job, so can't complain with those two trades there. Round five, we move into 2,242. So really happy with that. I think I held trades this week. Yeah, I did. So I was able to hold trades, so I think, because I traded hard, what, one, two, three. Yeah, max trades for the first three weeks. Held off in round five, and we got a good score. So you take that when you hold trades and, and do well. Schuster was obviously having a, having a killer. 
Oppa and Manu being solid, and then you got Pap and Roger doing their thing. And then this is one of those weeks where I didn't play Alvaro, which didn't really matter because I had good interchange, but um, didn't play him, and he got he scored well. And you, I think it was probably the next week that that he uh, got like a twenty or something for me. We'll have a see. Round six down to fifteen fifty seven, which was cool. Thousand and fifty two. I know Alvaro got forty two that game. Oh, we brought in Simkin this week for. Uh, what's his name? Little. Simpkin for Little. So that was uh, just a straight transfer. Simpkin started really well with a 54 and a try. But then, I think in an overtime game as well. And then just didn't didn't go as well after that. And then happened to get dropped for Little again. So uh, one of those ones where it's like at the time, they, you know, in the preseason talked up a lot. He also was scoring really well uh, in the New South Wales Cup, whatever. And then did well in the trial. And then they brought him in. You're like, okay, he's a... He's the future, but I suppose with the Tigers, they just chop and change all the time, which we found out a bit later when we picked up Dewey and those starting guys. So, um, yeah, bringing in Simkin this week was just the one trade in. Oh, no, it wasn't. We got Simkin in at the cheap price and then brought in Toe Harris. So that was an amazing trade. I can't really complain with those two. Little have been dropped um, and then just upgraded there to bring in Tohu. I'm not exactly sure who I'd trade it out, but obviously it wasn't going to be a keeper for him. Okay, round seven. We had to play Alvaro. Tohu Harris didn't play. It was a last-second non-player. And I had Walker as an emergency. Decided to... I wasn't sure how he was going to go. and ended up picking him up um, as the scorer for that round. But that got me into 954, so a really strong 997 that week. Even having Alvaro and, and Stefano as my mid-starters. So it would have been nice to have Tohu, but didn't end up working out that way. Brought in Ben Hampton this week, and he got 49 as well. So I was really happy with that trade-in in the end. The only reason that he stopped playing and stopped making money and scoring well as a centre, you know, wing fullback, playing at halfback, was that he got injured. So, yeah, I was definitely not unhappy with that trade. And I feel like I had, apart from maybe the first week trading out Cook, I feel like my trades were pretty well calculated going forward from there. Uh, round seven was that, so 9.54. And then we go down one more week. So into round eight, we go down to 830. And this is my best ranking of the year, I believe, so far. Um, had a nice big score from, from Walker. We've still got Pap out. This is my last good one from Hampton. So Fogg scored well. Toe's in there. So yeah, didn't make any trades at all this week either, which was cool. It's nice when you don't make any trades. I think that's when you know you're, you're pretty comfortable in your squad and, you, and then that's the week you do pretty well. Uh, heading into round nine, we end up making going backwards for the first time. 1,096, 942 was the score. So in terms of bring-ins to the squad, actually... Brought in Dewey this week. That was the first week he got his big score at 101, 103, sorry. Um, and, and then that was when Hampton was injured as well. So brought in Dewey straight in for... Ugh, I can't even tell. Someone will be able to tell me. Um, but yeah, brought Dewey in. That was, ended up being... Well, it was a good trade at the time. And it was like, yeah, beautiful. He's playing He's playing six. He's going to you know, do... He's doing everything. Literally filling up the stat sheet. And then they move him to centres. Can't believe that. Anyway, straight after his good round, they move him back to the centres... And so this was a bit annoying with, with the Pap situation. So I held him the whole time and then he finally comes back and I play him last minute and he gets an eight and obviously gets, you know, that's a try assist in the early part of the game and then gets injured. So that was that. I brought in Madison this week. So looked good at the time. He'd lost a fair bit of cash. He was playing 80 minutes. So I bring him in and he starts playing 60 to 70 minutes every week. So that was a pain in the ass. I brought in Madison and Leilua this week and that was for, for feeder actually. So I decided to trade Fafita out, 
with him being out for three to four weeks. And in hindsight, it's probably not the best move. Yes, these guys have played more games than him, but now I've got two guys that are probably, well, again, in hindsight, you know, they were meant to be doing pretty well and they haven't done as well, unfortunately. But, you know, where they're at right now, are they going to be keepers? I'm not sure. Whereas Fafita, I know, is definitely a keeper in this one. So, yeah, that were the trades, in, that were the trades for that one. Feedback. Uh, and, yeah, didn't go as well. Lost another couple of ranks in round 10. Move to round 11. We lose another few ranks, unfortunately, with 1,021. So just, again, Madison with 40. Starling I brought in. So that in hindsight, that was probably, that's got to be my worst trade of the year. With how it went, obviously. But I suppose just thinking, why, why wouldn't Hodgson get back into the starting side? I just think I had a bit of a brain snap and was like, yeah, I'm going to pick him up. And I picked him up even before the buy round, like a week or two before the buy. And he was going to, he was going to have the buy in 13. So it's probably just a silly... That one was a silly one, unfortunately. He brought in Nico Hines at the same time. So Hines and Starling. Nico did great, thank, thankfully, in that one. And you've got Dewey there sitting with a 27 in the centres. So that was killing me. Um, Cleary is captain and Foggs did well. But yeah, playing playing Walker for a six and not looping Roger in the end was annoying. But I, I couldn't end up doing it in the end because I remember these guys played early. However, it worked. Uh, it was a bit of a stuff up. But yeah, still holding well to this point. Moving into round 12. And we're sitting at 1,402, so no real change. And yeah, we moved Welch on in this week and picked up, who did we pick up? Papali. So again, that was, that's been a pretty solid trade-in. Left Starling on the on the bench there and brought in Reese Walsh. So again, that worked out well, apart from the fact that he's, only, he's played every second game since. So yeah, that's that there. Manu had a good round. But just sort of holding said, I've just had too many guys that didn't play. Schuster, Crichton. Opacek with a low one, just just a few bits and pieces that didn't work out. Moving to round 13 and got back to my pretty much tied best rank in the round 13 by having 14 players. Yeah, 14 players playing, which was cool. Um, Captain Hines didn't go as well, but had Madison with a 73. Real low up in the mids. Um, Stefano did well. Traded in Jack Bird this week, which was a solo one. As you're working out, guys, the majority of the trades have been pretty solid. Been a little bit unlucky with injuries and suspensions and change of roles and things like that, but I suppose that's what everyone goes through across the season there. Round 14, not as good. Drop back to 1,100, only 818. So everyone's having a low one. Like Madison and Leilua killed me in these weeks. Uh, Watson's there. I brought in Harrow and Ira for 38. Do we got negative four in the centres? Brought in Sawali as a cash out and got an 18. So I only had... Fogarty that did well in this one, unfortunately. So that was that in round 14, even though I had a full squad. And then this last round, I get 950 when everyone's getting like 1,100, 1,200, whatever. Uh, but again, Opacek, Laurie, Leilua, Madison, all people that are fairly low percentage owned. Unfortunately, didn't go very well. Fogs is always also low owned, 43. Bought in Avrilo. And now Flanagan's back, so even better. But Roger's still, you know, sitting on the wing getting 15. That's where the team's at at the moment coming into round 16, so... 2,590. So you see the ups and downs along the way. I was building into something special and now we're sitting with 13 trades and 58k remaining. And the question's going to be now, what do we do with this squad? Do we trade Cleary? If we trade Cleary, who do we get? We got obviously clear options for anyone we want in the game. If we trade Cleary out, do we need another half? I think we do. We do have Avrilo. We do have Hines, who aren't going to be playing regularly. But I think I'm going to want a DCE or a Hughes. And will I, will I pick them up this week or will I bank a little bit of cash and pick them up in around 18? Let me know what you guys think I should do on that one. 
who are the other guys I'm looking to trade out? Do I give Madison and Leilua another crack? Opacek, I'd like to move on. So maybe it's a Cleary and Opacek kick out, which leaves me with Burton Avrilo in the centres. Pick up a Raymond or something if I want to in the centres. I could pick up two of the top guys and go for feeder and a, a Hughes. I can wait a second and then go Heinz Dvojevic in a couple of weeks. Roger needs to go as well after round 17. So maybe I'll just leave a little bit in the bank for those types of trades. Because I'd be looking to target uh, a Fafita, definitely. And then a Hughes or a DCE, one of them. Trebojevic, definitely. There's three out of my 13 trades. And then, yeah, guys like Ponga and stuff, it could be half an interest. But, yeah, the rest of the guys aren't too clear. Like, you've got Haas as a possible option. Tamalolo in the next couple of weeks. So, all guys that are potentially, that I could potentially bring in. I've got Sawali and Verils there who are going to play around 17, which is good as cash outs. I don't really need any more cash outs for them. Schuster will probably hold for this week and try and hope that he plays in 17. Um, and we'll go from there. Let me know what you thought on that video, guys. I'm going to do one for the People Squad as well, um, which has ended up being a slightly better team just at this point uh, after the last two weeks of debacle for this one here in my, in my squad. But uh, yeah, so let me know what you guys thought of this. Please like and subscribe if you are. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one, team. Have a good day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.